Hello, folks. It is Knickknack Jack back after a rather long hiatus. Uh, well, long for mid-season, anyway. Not actually a long hiatus for my long hiatuses, because as you know, you know, if you're dying for me to produce a podcast episode, I just can't be bothered to produce it. It's just too much fucking work. So, uh, but now I decided I'm finally going to sit my ass down and record a podcast because it's high time. And this will be episode 14, and we'll call it Facing Fears. We'll be right back. Here we go, episode 14, Facing Fears, and what fears could I be talking about? Well, let's make this simple. Uh, A new beginning, which of course I'm still in the process of releasing to you. I'm lazy, I'm slow, I'm sorry, but that story focuses on all my fears. Essentially, my fears, my greatest fear, is becoming another American suburbanite slob to put it uh, bluntly, to put it easily, Um, essentially becoming that um, house husband, essentially, you know, coming home five o'clock, you know, two kids, white picket fence, uh, darling wife, but we never fuck, and, you know, that sort of stuff. And that's, you know, what I don't want to become. That is my fear. And part of facing that fear, you know, the first part of that fear is, of course, you know, falling in love, because how can you get yourself in a position to do something so stupid as to have a house with a white picket fence in front of it unless you fall in love? And, well, ladies and gentlemen, I am a dumbass, and I have fallen in love. And um, here's what happened. Um... I was, you know, trying to lay low after last year's disaster and try and recover. And generally, my recovery time is two years standard. Um, But for some reason, um, I've been looking a little sooner uh, this year. And, of course, I've had somebody in mind that I've been kind of eyeing on Facebook for, oh, probably seven, eight months now. And still, watching Not as seriously, um, but still kind of watching because that's what you do. You'll watch people. And um, then there was this girl that I met at work. And um, as I mentioned, I believe it was last podcast, I got this job um, as a bus guide, um, teaching developmentally disabled people how to ride the bus. And uh, one of the people that I worked with, um, you know, kind of cute. Um, you know, but I was shy about it, and I didn't want to say much about it, and I figured also, you know, I might get myself in trouble here, because technically I was her manager, but not really, because I brought her timesheets, but I didn't really have to sign the timesheets, I just brought the timesheets, so, you know, it's one of those things where, 
Well, it's probably better if I try to ignore this. But you know me, I get bored, and, you know, boredom is bad, and um, I thought I might have had a chance with this other girl, too, who was local, and then she kept canceling lunch meetings on me. Turned out later that she just wanted to talk and be friends, so it's kind of like, well, I'm not interested anyway, that, you know, unless you can give me sex, I'm not really interested, sorry. Um, just the way men are, it's not my fault. Um, okay, well, maybe it is, but whatever. Uh, so, I finally broke down. September 28th, I was riding with this wonderful girl named Tamara on the bus up to Paradise, uh, because we're riding with this guy named Howard and making sure he got home every day. Now, Howard, um, um, Howard... Funny little guy. Um, he he kind of has, had been picking up on, on something between the two of us. Uh, what was it, for a month? Chemistry. Yeah, but there was chemistry. But how long was it? Like a month? Yeah. Yeah, at least a month. Something like a month. So, you know, we kind of been flirting back and forth a little bit. But, of course, I'm trying to avoid it. And um, I don't know if, if she was trying to avoid it or not. It yeah. sounded like she was, but... You know, you never know. And um, so, you know, trying to avoid it, but then not really wanting to avoid it. And then Howard was encouraging us, and um, that was weird and awkward. And, um, well, it was just one day, I was like, all right, screw it. Um, let's go out and have milkshakes. And you said... Yes, absolutely, you said yes. And uh, so we ended up having milkshakes at Jack in the Box, and um, we were just walking around Paradise, you know, holding hands, nothing big. And uh, we were trying to catch a bus back down to Chico, because uh, that's where we both live. Shithole, hellhole, California, Chico, California, wonderful destination if you want to live in a hellhole. Um, anyway... So, that was that, and uh, we were doing that, and uh, we're walking through paradise, holding hands, whatever. And um, so I figure, oh, the bus is going to come soon, hopefully, because we're trying to catch the last bus, hoping that we don't get stuck in paradise, stuck in a hotel, because that would be, you know, awkward. And um, it may have happened. I was I was about ready to call a cab, but... Uh, you know, as we were sitting there waiting for the bus, I was like, all right, give her a kiss on the cheek. You know, just just small little gesture. And what does she do? But she turns and kisses me on the lips. And ladies and gentlemen, the rest, as they say, is history. Um, yes, it took me until I was 25, if you really want to know. Um, yes, Internet, you now have that information. But you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't care. Um, because it was worth the wait, I think. Worth the wait. Yeah, it was good. And, um, so we've been dating now for almost a month, and, uh, I ended up needing to shower at her place that night. Yes, we did catch the bus, finally. Um, so we ended up back at her place, and I ended up showering there, and... I don't think I've left since. No. Yeah, I haven't. You're not. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of stuck now. So, um, 
you know, I may dream about redheaded New York girl, but eh, I've got a redheaded girl right here. <laughs> um, so, anywho, that's that's the story. Um, yes, yes. October second. Was it October second? Yes. Well, well, let's tell that story. <laughs> let's tell that story. That's a good story. We were in Vegas, remember? Yeah. You asked me to marry you at the pool. Yeah. Then we took off to Vegas. Yeah. But but how did we get there? We took the train. No, no, no. How did, how did we get... Do you remember when we were in bed talking about it? We went to your... When, no, no, no. Here. Here's what I remember. Okay. See if you remember, too. So, we had spent the first, I don't know, three, four days together, something like that. Hadn't been going out that long. Um... We went to the farmer's market downtown. Somebody from work noticed us, and, uh, we hands. yeah, we were holding hands and sharing the Slurpee, I think, or, yeah. no, shaved ice, shaved ice. But, um, so somebody at work saw, and I figured, oh, fuck, we're screwed. And the next day, sure enough, oh, fuck, we're screwed. Um, you either have to end this or, um, you know, you have to end this. And I said, well, you know what? You're only giving me an average of maybe eight hours a week at $10 an hour. And you know what? That's actually screwing up my disability more than it's helping me um, payment-wise. So, you know, this is hurting me more than it's helping me. And, you know, I don't really know where this relationship is going, but I feel good about it. I would rather be dating somebody than have a shitty job and not date anybody. So, you know what? I quit. And that was what happened with that job. So, uh, what is that? Job number one, two, three, four? Job number... It's either the third or fourth job that I've quit, and now I don't remember. But, yes, I'm, I'm racking that up, and really I'm hoping that I can make some money doing this because I don't really want to do anything else. I suck at doing everything else, so seem, but, um, anyway, I was whole, kind of pissed off at the whole forbidden love thing, and the Romeo and Juliet bullshit, and how could some fuckhead in corporate in America have any say over who you get along with, and, you know, there's nothing right about that, but, you know, whatever business decision they're trying to cover their ass, whatever, um, And, of course, I was quite paranoid about getting into trouble, I'll admit. But, um, so far, no trouble. Um, And I hope that this podcast doesn't create any trouble, because that would be shitty. Um, But anyway, that night, it was a real stressful day. We were lying in bed, and I remember rolling over and saying, You know what, honey? When the time is right, I think you should ask me to marry you. And you thought that idea was a little nuts, didn't you? No, you made me me smile. Okay, well, but then what what, what did you do after we talked about that? I turned over and I asked you. Yeah. Started out? Yeah, she turned right over and she asked me to marry her in bed. Um, Like the fourth day that we've been going out. And of course, I'm lying in this woman's bed, in this woman's house. I'm pretty happily in love, and I also have my little rule that I've been, uh, you know, has been rummaging around my head 
for some time. And that was essentially this. God damn it, Nicholas, if anybody, anybody ever asks you to marry them, shut the fuck up and say yes. So that is exactly what I did. And, um... Yeah, well, the next day, uh, Tamara, being the wonderful, sweet, romantic girl that she is, wanted a more official proposal. So, I got a rose from a rose store that we happened to be walking by. I um, broke in, well, not really broke in, but snuck into my mom's uh, house that she's selling where she has a pool. We went swimming. Um, uh, certain details I'll leave out, but I'll leave to your imagination. Uh, you can imagine what kind of swimming might have happened. Uh, swimsuits are expensive, that's all I'll say. (laughs) Um, uh, but anyway, but anyway, um, we went swimming, I got down on one knee, I put the rose in my mouth, and I gave you the rose, and I said... Something to the extent of, I love you, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And you said, yes. Absolutely. And so then, that I was, um, we had been joking the night before about going to Vegas to get hitched. And at first, I was kind of joking about it. Part of me was actually taking the idea seriously and thinking, oh, that would be great. But then, of course, I also have the damn logical part of my brain. And damn logical part of my brain says, uh, marriage, uh, lawyers, uh, potentially very, very messy. Be careful. Um, so I was chewing on that. But I also really wanted to go to Vegas because Vegas is just cool. So, um, we eventually went online, got, uh, Amtrak tickets to Vegas um, just to Vegas, not back to Vegas. So, um, part of the design was the trip was take her on one of my standard crazy trips, see if she could survive it, see if this engagement thing was real. And it is, and it went very, very well. It was a great trip. Um, you know, we had our rough moments. We had our, oh my God, we've been walking for like six hours and where the fuck is our hotel? I'm going to kill you moment. But, you know, we survived that. And we have the, oh my god, we're stuck in shithole Barstow, California, and there's only McDonald's to eat, and the bus is going to leave in 30 minutes. Holy shit, we have to eat McDonald's. Uh, moments. And we had the, oh, look at the desert. And then more desert. And then, holy shit, there's more desert. Yeah. And fuck, there's more desert. Moments. And... um we, of course, also had our walking by the drive through wedding chapel, which I would describe only as maybe a glorified McDonald's. I'm surprised the place wasn't a fucking McDonald's. Um, this crazy little broad wanted to walk in there and try and get hitched, and, of I course... Place out. Yeah, that's what you said. You wanted to go in there. Well, we did go in there, and we looked at it, but... And it, we, it was okay, but it was like $200, and we would have had to get a marriage license, and a bunch of people would have been pissed off, so, you know. And I had to spend most of Saturday night 
I think, convincing you that, yes, indeed, I did want to marry you, and I will marry you. I just thought, you know, we want a party. You know, not a marriage license, because who the fuck needs that, but a party uh, that you deserve. You know, a party, because obviously, weddings, they aren't about the man, because who... What man in the right mind wants to wear a fucking tux? Not me. You're going to wear Latin. Yeah. I'm not going to wear a fucking tux. We know that. But anyway, most men in the right mind, women, right now, know this. They don't want to wear a fucking tux. Um, What they do want to do is they want to make their women or their woman as happy as possible for like a day so that... When she is bitching at him ten years later, he could say, look, I spent $14,000 to make you happy for a day. Remember that day? Okay, be happy. (laughs) And, you know, that's the reason um, we spend money on weddings. So I, I wanted to make sure that I gave her the best party she could possibly want. And I knew... That just going down to Vegas, going through a drive-thru wedding chapel, um, would not be the best solution. So, we have decided uh, that we are going to get married uh, New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day um, 2011 slash 2012. Um, I think we're going to try and finish our... Vows at midnight in Vegas, and it's going to be one big fucking party, and there's not going to be a marriage license, and it's going to be more of a commitment party than a wedding, but it's going to be one big fucking party, and I'm going to have myself one happy girl. Um, haha, a kiss for the podcast, sweet. Um, see how happy, see how wonderful this is, people, audience. Um, so this is planned. This is what has been happening, and this is the new direction my life has been going for the last month. And it's a scary direction, because I, as I said at the top of the show, I am afraid of the uh, the kids and the white picket fence, and I think I would be a very crappy father, and I really don't want to create more humans, and we still need to figure that out. But, I mean, all in all... I don't want to be lonely anymore. I don't want to feel like a piece of shit anymore. I don't want to sit alone playing flight simulator anymore. Even if my wife can't fly a plane worth jack shit, (laughs) it's better to have someone sitting there flying with you than to be flying alone. And that part I can get along with. That part I'm I'm totally on board with the life companion thing. I really want that. I'm really enjoying this. And I think this might actually work out. Crazy as it sounds. I know. I know. This is a pessimist talking. But uh, we'll see where... We'll see what I say in three months, I suppose. Only time will tell. But right now, horribly, horribly, horribly in love. And it's awesome. So... That being the case, you know, suddenly life gets more complicated. Suddenly, um, I'm moving my stuff over to her place, and it's our place, and suddenly, you know, I get the approval to uh, go to the fight dispatcher school in Seattle, which is great, 
But now suddenly I have somebody to support and take along with me, and now somebody who whines about how much they want kids, and then somebody who whines back about how much they don't want kids. Um, and it's just, you know, you've gone from life alone, life easy, life predictable, to suddenly life very complicated, life very strange, life very surreal. I mean, shit, ladies and gentlemen. Um sex more than once a day. I mean, I never thought I would have it. Jesus Christ, it's a it's it's fucking insane. But um what? It's cool. It is cool. It's sweet. I love it. It's Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's that. Um but anyway. So I I mean, things have changed. This is interesting and I don't know where it's going. I don't know where this will take me. I don't know if I'm being stupid if I'm being smart, or what the fuck is going on. All I know is I'm going to buck up and I'm going to do the best I can and that is all I can do because that's what we do. And, you know, maybe I'm being stupid, maybe I'm being impulsive, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to listen to this in the future so I can remember why I don't give a fuck and why being in love is a great thing, god damn it. Alright, so until next time, um, hope you find your love, whoever you are out there. And of course, if you want to donate, help the new happy couple, um, you can go to my website. It's knickknackjack.com, I believe. I think I re-registered that. Um, either that or knickknackjack.net. Knickknackjack.net. I know that'll work. Um, click on the PayPal donate button. That should work. If it doesn't work, uh, send me emails and I'll try to re-refix it. Um, but in the meantime, um, face your fears. Buck up. Get the courage to do something. Ask her out. You never know what may happen. And women, for the love of God, start asking men out because some of them are pussies and really want you to ask them out. Honestly, I, I swear, this is true. Just do it. Just shut up and do it. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.